Hello, and welcome back to Now Screaming, episode 10. I'm Evan Culbertson. And I'm Liz Smart. And we're watching all the horror movies currently streaming on Netflix. So you don't have to. This week, we're talking about the 2015 movie Harbinger Down. Harbinger Down. Yeah, that's <laughs> Now we know how to say it. We were corrected after last week's episode. Yeah, thanks to everyone who told us that we don't know how to pronounce words. <laughs> it's because I read a lot, so that's why I don't know how to pronounce things. Oh, is that why? Yes. So thank you very much. So, did you like the movie? I did like it when it came out in 1982 and was called The Thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much the jumping off point for this yeah, movie. Yeah, so is, that's what this movie is. It, it might as well be a remake. Uh, kind of. It's actually, it segues into the story of this movie. Would you like to hear the story I of how this movie was made? I would love to hear it. You've been talking nonstop about it all week. I yeah. So this movie was made by a visual effects company called Amalgamated Dynamics, or ADI, who did some work. They worked on a bunch of movies uh, over the decades. They were on Starship Troopers. I think they won like an Academy Award for back in the day. But they were hired to do work for the Thing prequel the 2011 one with Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Oh, right. Yeah. We talked about this. And it turned out that the people who made that movie, I have no idea who made that movie, didn't end up using a lot of their visual effects and replaced it with CGI. Oh, my God. And they were kind of bitter about it. Oh and what they ended up doing is like putting, like making a YouTube video, being like, oh, here are all these like practical effects that nobody ever uses and they hire us to make these and then replace it with CGI. And, like, their fans were like, oh, this is really cool. Like, this is awesome. So, like, you know what? Fuck the studios. We're going to make our own movie. <laughs> oh, my God. So, this was funded through Kickstarter. Wow. Yeah. It's the most, apparently, the most successfully funded sci-fi horror project in Kickstarter history. Uh, they raised $384,000. And... Who are these people who are funding it? You said they're fans. Like, who... Who? I don't know. Fans of horror. Fans of, like, movies. They they sold it as being, like, The Thing or Alien, which they think are, are great. Yeah. And so people were like, yes, I want practical wow. effects back. Because they made this movie, and it's entirely practical effects. 100%. Well, 99%. Because they did... Um, as, far as, as far as what they say online about this movie, the only stuff that's, like, computer-generated stuff is, like, removing wires for, like, the animatronics and stop motion stuff makes sense yeah but it's all practical effects that makes sense when i think about it it's it's it, that's probably why it reminded me so much of the thing because it's also practical yeah uh they also were funded by someone named sultan saeed al darmaki who owns a company called dark dunes productions where he is like apparently this is like dawn of kickstarter from abu dhabi and he like finds horror movies and is like i'm going to be an angel investor uh, he's not actually a sultan. His name is Sultan, which is even that's more interesting. That's so bizarre. I love it. So that's the story of this movie. That's actually a real shame that it's not, you know, better than it is for having such a nice, inspiring story of horror and and uh, practical effects. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's it's competent. We should get into it. We should we should talk, yeah, about, we talk about what's it. going on. Based on that, knowing that I have a lot of goodwill towards this movie. Yes, and I. I do have goodwill towards this movie. I, while watching it, wanted it to be good so much that I kind of willed myself into it on a lot of levels. Well, I think even the fact that they did all practical effects is like, kudos to them. They and deserve it, a round of applause. And it's good. It's not ridiculous. Oh, looking. they look great. They look, they look great. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we should probably talk about what this movie is about. Um, it's about a group of grad students who want to go study beluga whales. Mm-hmm. And one of them, Sadie 
has a grandpa. Yeah, her grandfather. Pop up. Uh, pop up. Uh, Lance <laughs> Hendrickson, Captain Graf, who owns a crabbing boat, and they go to the Bering Strait, which, if you didn't know, is between Russia and Alaska. Yeah. And they're like, hey, we're going to come hang out and you guys are going to hunt crabs by night and we're going to do whale research by day. By day. So they, they get on this boat and yeah. Shit kicks off. Shit kicks off real fast. It I think does escalate very quickly. One of the things to this movie credit is it's a lot more diverse of a cast than expected. Than the thing, which is kind of why well, sure, nice. yeah. like, I thought it was a nice update if I'm going to watch... A monster destroying everybody. It's nice to see some diversity in the ranks. I do want to say, it does not start off being the thing. It does not at all. It doesn't. It starts off... Here's what my, my first thought was, is there are a lot of characters right away. Yeah. It start. It really... It's the three of them at first. Sadie, Ronell, and Steven is their professor. And they're just going to go look at whales. And then the second they got on the boat, there's like a million people on this crew. Yeah. And it took me a while to really figure out who was who and who was from where it's not clear because there's the captain and then there's like someone who works on the engine who does who is not a very big character and i kind of thought at first that svetlana or svet and big g were already friends but you learn way later that they're actually not and that was kind of confusing at first it is confusing i think it's it's not laid out very well because basically they're all in this room together and and we're off. They're like, we're on the boat and yeah. you have to just And there's assume. already conflict because the one black guy hates another character. Doc. And they're, they're con- yeah, 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 Doc. And their conflict is already like way before anything that right. we're seeing. And there's the one guy who, I don't remember his name. He has, he has like a long name. He and Sadie have some sort of weird... Bowman? Yes, Bowman. Is that his name? Yeah. Okay, that's a weird name. Uh, they have some, a history or they don't. I couldn't figure out. I don't out, think they do. They just start flirting right away. He's very protective of her the entire time. And it, it actually comes across as weird. So I thought there were like slightly too many people in this movie, at least to throw at us at once. I agree. Walking into this. Especially room. because we're spending way too much time on this. This opening scene is like all of them bickering, basically. It's yes. like Doc fighting with someone and then Sadie being like, la, la, la. And Graf didn't know that they were going to be coming on now, so there's like this confusion of like, I thought you said a week ago. Well, and, no, and then yeah. Lance Hendrickson bursts into the room and his line is, if y'all are done with this goddamn Tom fuckery, <laughs> which I wrote down because that's crazy. A ridiculous thing to say. Uh, and is like, leave my, leave my granddaughter alone and... Shut up. Yeah, and Sadie's got like a tragic backstory. He's an ordinary old man. It's just, you know. What's Sadie's tragic backstory? That she like can't um, captain the ship. He's like, want to take the wheel? And she's like, no. You didn't recognize, realize this? Sure. It comes back dramatically at the end when she has to captain the ship. I guess. It's a tragic backstory. Okay. It's that's, I wrote it down because it's silly. It's like, okay. it's trying to make me, trying to make the viewer uh, care about characters very quickly for no reason. And it did that with several people that I was just, like, rolling my eyes at it. Yeah, I don't really care about any of them, really. No. I wanted to like certain people, but there wasn't ever really enough. So, yeah. Um, Basically, they're they're doing their thing. They're studying the whales and crabbing. But all of a sudden, their high-tech grad student Ooh. equipment finds a thing. And they... Not a thing. I'm not, I, I should watch my uh, use of that word. <laughs> it's not the thing. It's not the thing. It's a... It's something in the ice. It is what we saw in the pre credit scene of the movie, which is that... Uh, right. Yeah. 
a satellite no it's a dude it's a it's like a moonlander i guess oh it is a moonlander it's not, yeah. i don't think it's a satellite if it's manned right it's a moonlander and it's flink flying towards the earth and yeah. it embeds itself in the ice and now right. 20 years later 20 30 years later they're they've uncovered it and there's something red blinking mm-hmm. that's how they kind of see it so they find it pull it out let it they bring it down to the basement to let it defrost there's some initial conflict over like who gets to claim it whether it's the captain of the ship or steven because he's the professor representative of the university and they always keep saying this they keep saying the university oh yeah. the university has so many lawyers and money and we're gonna crush you and i was like just can you even make up a college steven like, yeah it's ridiculous it comes across so silly in part because steven throws it around like he's a dick and he's gonna be like you'll hear from Da, da, da. at the university yeah. he keeps saying it it's so annoying. this is my research but they keep just they keep fighting over it at first and then there's a whole recon mission where sadie sneaks down and and does it herself and then that's what kind of that's the kickoff for you know sure the monsters slash aliens well uh sadie sadie and svet svetlana yes. the blonde russian uh why is she on this ship we don't know she seems mysterious and has no job she's there to cram it's weird. So they dig in the ice. They find that there's a body there. And yes. They're like, holy crap. This is like, it's been frozen for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And it's a Russian cosmonaut. And it's actually really weird. Because I actually wrote this down because it doesn't make a lot of sense. And sorry, not good writing. But Sadie says, uh, oh, this doesn't make sense for this to be from 1982. Because the Russians abandoned their moon missions in the 70s. And, like, why would she know that? No, like, I know. It's like why weird... does she think that she has intel into, like, what the Russians were exactly. doing? Exactly. And her immediate, like, she's like, this is a secret Soviet moon lander. And I was like, okay. Okay. Like, what do you know? Are you an expert on beluga whales oh. or Soviet yeah, exactly. <laughs> strategies? Uh, so then they, I don't know, they, like, take a sample of something? I don't know what it is that she takes back to the microscope. Uh, oh, what is it? Blood? I guess. It's something from the guy, right? Yeah, and they look they, at it, yeah. and they find microscopic uh, tardigrades, which are real. And apparently in real life, they're, like, the most resilient animal. Oh. Uh, they could survive, like, extreme cold and heat and for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, so this is based on some real science. Uh, I was going to talk about something else that's not interesting. It's scientific. Um, but they call them water bears, too, which is strange. Yes. That, was, that kind of comes in as they're like, oh, what's a... This translates to water bear in Russian, but that's not a real word. And then... You find it's because they're called water bears. Yeah, they're tardigrades, and they're in his blood. So this is where it turns into the thing. Because this monster has the ability to, like, shapeshift and possess... Not possess people, but what's the word for it? It's like a a parasite. Like, it it takes over the host and makes them do horrifying, scary things. So the way this is found out is they're all bickering. Uh, Big G, who we haven't introduced, but he's a giant... And Svetlana are, like, flirting and fighting. And Bowman and Sadie are, like, looking in microscopes. And while this is all happening, Steven's, like, laying in bed and something has, like, scurried out and come to get him. And he's, like, whining because he uh, wanted he, want, he wanted ownership over this and he didn't get it. Now he's mad, so. So he, like, yeah, so, like, they're fighting about this or whatever. And then he goes outside onto the deck and, like, rips his shirt off. He's, like, red all over his body. Yeah. And then he's, like... And then something explodes out of him. Yeah. Like, three tentacles, like, burst out of burst his back. Out of his body. 
and his skin's like pink. I think it, it looks really good. It sprays things everywhere, doesn't it? Does, yeah, does it, it kind of get on them? like liquid. Liquid kind of bloody stuff. And then the liquid, uh, after the conclusion of this like encounter, it like um, moves. It solidifies. It becomes like a gel and goes yeah. away, which is like one of their other clues into like what is the science of this creature that it can be, it's, its cells bond together. It can be both liquid and solid depending on how hot it is maybe something like that does the secret life of alex mack mean anything to you yes was that a nickelodeon show about a girl who turned into, who turned into a liquid silver liquid i think so i just thought of this <laughs> it's like a nostalgia trip that like it just popped into my head and i haven't thought about that i love that is show not the secret life of alex mack <laughs> the way the liquid moves is it does it's because it's yeah it looks like a liquid becoming a solid it actually looks really good, though. Uh, that actually undersells it. It looks better than that show. All of it looks really good. Look, you're yeah. talking about it's all practical. The tentacles exploding out of his body look horrifying because they're so practical. Yeah. So then now, Sadie does her sci- like it's science. science. Yeah. yeah, they could reprogram DNA like mm-hmm. the thing. I'll say this. This is also back to what you're saying earlier. This is when this is the end of the drama. But before this, there was a lot of really needless drama happening for no reason. Uh, the Svetlana Big G stuff is really boring to me. Yeah. They're like, let's fight each other and also let's out drink each other because I'm Russian. And then they end up fighting. It's just so stupid. And there's supposed to be something kind of romantic glimmering under the surface. And then Ronell brings Svet into her room and is like, I'll put makeup on you. And it's the most ridiculous <laughs> thing in the world. I'll say that I, I was driven mad by this because Svetlana is like, how do you know how to do makeup? And instead of what any other human being on this earth would say, which is, I can be a marine biologist and also know how to do how makeup. To do makeup yeah. But instead, she's like, oh, I went to school for makeup before I decided to become a marine biologist. That is <laughs> insane. That's ridiculous. Like, yeah, I went That's to, not a real I went to cosmetology school. Like, No, why can't she just know how to do makeup? Oh, it's ridiculous. Also, Svetlana's wearing makeup before that happens, so it made me insane. No, anyway, I agree. I think, I I think that's in the writing. I think you're getting it. Uh, one of the things about this is that everything is really overdetermined. Yeah. Like, it just mm-hmm. feels like... T- it didn't yeah. have to happen. It's, yeah. it's not necessary in setting up who these people are. I don't have to need to know that Rennell went to cosmetology school for whatever. Like, it just doesn't matter. And I think that's when this turned... When, when we really get to start seeing the monster and it starts turning mm-hmm. into more of, like, a hunt for their lives... That is when it becomes more interesting to me yeah. as a movie. And you see the monster in so many different forms. It's like this giant blob underneath that guy's bed. And then it's also the little pools of blood and it can mm-hmm. then inf- infect you if it gets on your face. And then there's the whole kind of giant creature that they right. end up encountering several times. So that was that ended up being a little bit more interesting to me. Yeah, and I think the, the setting of this works really well. So from here on out, it's pretty much... It's a horror movie. It's a lot like The Thing. I think it's not quite as tense. Uh, no. But it's... They don't ever have to really encounter as much. Yeah. Like, it could be inside any of us. Like, there's that really long scene in The Thing where they have to, like, test everybody's blood. Yeah. That doesn't really... There's too much, actually... There's not a lot of waiting around in this right. movie. They're pretty much moving from it's that bang, point bang, on. bang, bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the setting of setting it in, like, the hull of a ship is really interesting. Because mm-hmm. they're all... Are, because there are all these hallways and like doors yes. and like places that you can like walk off. And yeah. they're trapped. And that's kind of the really, that's the essential part of this that's so interesting is like in the thing. They're you, trapped. You'd be running, you, they're trapped, but you could run out into the snow and like you would have problems there, but you could, you could run and they sure. like, they fly somewhere else in the thing. Yeah, yeah. This is like, there is nowhere to go. If you jump in that water, you're dead. Right. Cause it's the Arctic it's, circle. Yeah, yeah. Like You're going to freeze to death almost immediately. So how did you feel about the twist? 
I think it it wasn't earned, really. I have mixed feelings about it. Basically, uh, Svet turns out to be a Russian spy, she's, basically. She's, quote, a consultant. Because <laughs> they so, don't want to say spy. <laughs> what happened was uh, the Soviet Union was trying to make radiation-resistant astronauts, and that's what they ended up dredging up. And so they've been waiting for a fishing boat to find it and placing spies, yeah, Russian spies, on, on fishing, boats. fishing boats undercover for 30 years. years? I mean, like, yeah, what? Like, like, it's ridiculous. A long and so time? they're going to come get her and then it's going to go down with the ship, essentially, right? Right. So her think. whole thing is uh, obviously this can't reach land because, of course, it can't because it would just take over the world. And yeah. the same thing is, is in the thing where there's. The conflict of like it's just gonna keep growing and yeah. growing and growing uh but no svetlana's evil and russian and, and everyone, everyone feels let down big g's like oh no my russian girlfriend and it's but it's not really earned because you never i don't i don't think i ever really trusted her i never no. felt affectionate towards her she's so super evil sounding yeah her name is svet and she's like really strikingly beautiful and she's got like a long scar on the side of her face mm-hmm. so this whole thing of like oh can i can i try your makeup is like ridiculous because she's already like inhumanly yeah. beautiful and scary looking she looks like a scary russian spy woman yeah oh yeah you know it's like it's there's just nothing there the only reason it made me like it more because this is also what svet's doing is she because this has to go down with the ship she has to bomb the ship mm-hmm. so she's put six bombs i think i think yes. there's two and, and so she tells them when this is when this comes out is like is a confrontation and mm-hmm. and they have her they capture her yeah and she reveals that a submarine is going to come get her in half an hour and then half an hour after that the ship's going to blow up yeah and she's put like six bombs in the ship yeah. so they they incapacitate her and then the no thing- they no they don't for a long time they're just sitting there uh all, all of them together. Right? All of them the sitting room. in that room. They're and they're all, like, they're, what if we just rushed you? Yeah, they're all armed. Yeah. Um, and then the monster shows up. And that's and what then, happens is ends yes, up killing her. her and Ronell. And Ronell, yeah. Um, but so then then there's only four of them left at this point. Um, Bowman, Sadie, the captain, and Big G. And the four of them go on this little mission to find yeah. the bombs. And this is actually the part of the movie that I really enjoyed the most. Because if it's just a monster, uh, then you're just fighting a monster. Mm-hmm. And I think that having the added element of we need to find these bombs and also avoid the monster was an extra layer that I actually really enjoyed. It it, it doubled the stakes, and I think that was interesting. I did not appreciate the twist. I didn't appreciate her, like, this whole, like, Soviet thing that was going on. But I liked that the feelings that I was having when she was down in the boiler room or the engine room getting things and when she dropped the bomb basically into the monster... And had to get it out using the magnet. Yeah, she's in the bilge. Yeah. The bilge is full of goo it's full instead of, of water. It's full of monster goo, exactly. And so she's walking so carefully and she drops the bomb in it. And that moment is so tense and good. Uh, I actually really loved it. And I didn't really feel anything towards Sadie yeah, a lot. But bland. That, in that moment, I really liked her. I agree. So. I think I think Sadie down in the bilge, uh, in part because she has to go down there. Do you think our listeners know what a bilge is? I don't know. Do you know what a bilge is? It's... <laughs> Isn't it like the kind of bathroom of the ship? No, it's where the water drains. So kind of like the bathroom, right? Not, not, no. Because like all the water on like on deck that like drains. Oh, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Or like rainwater. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, it's a gross place to be though. It's like smelly and terrible. Yeah. When they're like, we've looked everywhere. We don't know where these other four bombs are. Maybe three. However many it's bombs. Just, it's four. And she's like, they're probably down in the bilge. And uh, Graf and Bowman are like, you can't get down there. And it's like, you can't. 
I'm a woman. I'm a woman. I'm small. <laughs> it's ridiculous. My svelte frame. Yep. That was supposed to be a Svetlana impression. <laughs> my svelte Svetlana frame. Oh, I forgot my favorite uh, my favorite Svet quote, because at this point in the movie she's dead, but she says, freeze melts, fire is forever. Oh, I, you remember that? I was like, please stop. If we learned one thing, it's... so Russian. The writing is really bad in It's not, movie. oh, this is a good opportunity for me to bring up my least favorite yeah. in this movie, which is the ridiculous pop culture references that are like, they're so tongue-in-cheek, it's so annoying. Um, Svet says that she's from... Uh, Russia and there's some talk of like how close Russia and Alaska are and she goes I can see Alaska from my house and I was like fucking spare me my favorite is Graf saying we're gonna need a bigger bucket no (laughs) no oh it made me so angry I was like please it is trying too hard but for sure we need a bigger boat slash bucket when that is that is a phrase that is used in so many movies like that is a pop culture phrase that comes up in a lot of film. Like that's, if it was just that one, I'd be like, you get one. Saying quoting like Sarah Palin's most ridiculous line is so pandery. It's not actually a Sarah Palin line. It's a Tina. Oh, Fey it's a line. Tina Fey. Oh, that's, yeah. that's even that's even worse. The Tina Fey as Sarah Palin, yeah. which means it's not even something actually. It's not even real reference. It's like a pop culture reference. Yeah, it's not from anything. I mean, it's, it's from, from SNL. SNL. <laughs> like, no, you know what I mean, though? Like, it's so, it's re- it's really pandering to when this movie came out of, like, a big laugh from the audience because everyone thought that was the funniest thing ever when that was happening. So I was, that the second that happened, I was like, boo. I don't think that happened with this movie, though, because I don't think it's got much of a release. Also, it came out in 2015. It was made in 2014. Was it only really last year? Yeah. That's so This sad. is a new movie. That's even more pathetic, actually. The Sarah Palin joke is not it's, timely. It's old. It's like real yeah. old and dead. We have new politician jokes now. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Someone on the, on the ship should have said, you know, like, huge or something. Or bigly. All right. You've got your, t- your great timing all messed up. <laughs> This monster's big league. <laughs> we get the best monsters. The best, the, the all best, the best monsters, all the, all the best monsters. Best monsters. <laughs> I'm gonna talk to to Russia. Get the monsters. Get the monsters out of our waters. I don't. I don't know anything about the Soviets. I don't know. Any, I don't know anything about Svetlana. I've never met Svetlana. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. We laugh to uh, keep not, away the pain. Anyway, this movie had its ups and downs for me. Yeah. You want to go at the end? I'm going to be really honest with you. I really tuned out at the end. Svetlana comes back as a monster. Oh, yes. I remember that. Yes. It has her face. <laughs> yes. Doesn't that also happen in the thing? Yeah. Well, yeah. the thing is always like them or a, a living thing. Right. Whenever they fight it. This but... thing is like, it's got lots of waving arms and... It's got lots of tentacles. The tentacle, like the tentacles, look like organs when they wrap around yeah, people. Yeah. Which also, you're describing it. It sounds like the thing. Um, it is the thing. Sadie drives the boat into an iceberg. Yes. What is? Someone tells her to do that. This is. It's back to her like tragic backstory. Yeah. Is which I I don't remember at yeah. all. Yeah. Graf says something like. Graf's oh, the captain. One. There's a ridiculous emotional scene where Sadie has been making casual references the whole movie to her grandmother, Pop-Up's oh, yeah. wife. 
And at the end, they're like, well, looks like we're going to die. And she's like, Pop, Pop, what about Grandma? What is she going to do without you? How's she going to get money? And he's like, I didn't tell you this, um, but she's been dead for three months. She had cancer. She had cancer. She didn't want anyone to know when she had it. That I didn't know how to tell you for three months. I'm really sorry. And I was just like, why? Where? Where did this come from? Why is it necessary? What is the point? I did not understand how that was useful at all. But it gives her, no. letting go gives her the strength to drive uh, the boat into an iceberg. And he tells she, her, I feel like he says something like, ice it, doesn't he say, he says something like, put it in the ice or put it back in the ice or something like that. I guess. I think it's, because that's what makes her drive the boat into the iceberg. But it's so silly and like, she overcomes whatever was holding her back from. Then she radios the Coast Guard, says Harbinger down. Yep, it's the last line of the movie, isn't it? Uh. Maybe? I think it is. She's like, Mayday, Mayday, Harbinger down. Harbinger down. It like zooms out as she's like laying in the ice, which also just reminds you of the end of the thing. It doesn't like, it's not the same thing, but it's like, have we conquered the evil? Is the evil, you know? And of course not, because it's just frozen now. It's just, it's still frozen. And this movie was not, it didn't end up being as much about global warming as I (laughs) thought it was going to be. That's a suggestion is like, global warming could lead to this thing. Fucking coming back out I of the ice. I didn't even me. have that thought. That's I just so... thought about it right now. Yeah, but it... I really—I th- I thought this movie was going to be more topical, and it ended up not being about climate change at all. John Carpenter's The Thing is like one of my favorite horror movies ever. It's amazing. This is the Kmart version. It is. It absolutely is. It's bargain bin. It's competent, without a doubt. Competent. It is. It like I like we said in the wing. We were. I was rooting for it the whole time. I was like. The things that worked about it, I loved. It just was really weird. I thought Lance Henriksen was really good. He's in this um, as Captain Graff. And I think that he's, there's a scene where he gets the, the goo splatted on him and it means he's going to turn next. Yeah. And he's very like tough but fair and like... Yeah, he's he, like, I know that I'm going to die, so just like keep, keep that, that fire extinguisher keep on, that me. on me. Do not like let me... Yeah, and he's like anybody. giving out orders and it's like... It's good. He's a good captain. I liked him. And I liked a lot of the side characters. I liked Big G. I liked, like, Doc. And I liked Akka. Yeah. I thought they were just, they were sweet side yeah. characters. I liked them, so. But, yeah. There's not a lot of um, emotional, like, uh, resonance, though. I think it's it's pretty, it falls no. flat. And they tried and it failed. Like, I, I think the most emotion I ever felt was when Svet, Svet puts Doc in like a cage basically yes because she's like he's infected he's infected and she sort of does it without anyone's permission right. and Renell has to run down and be like she's going crazy like someone stop her and of course now you know later that it's probably because doc said something or knew something and she had to eliminate him um but he was infected no he wasn't she put him in the cage and then something came up behind him and got him he did not turn i don't think oh that's what i that's what i got from it um because i got to the, for the we were just supposed to think that she was like bad yeah. And it was it was emotional because like this is a crew. Right. She's right. not she's not part of it. The Gradsons are part of it, but Doc and Atka and Big G and Graf and uh Bowman are like they're like family. Family who live on this yeah. boat together and that was the a really sad part of all of them dying was just like them having to watch their family die. It was sad. So, I have a question. Mm-hmm. The this the idea of this being on a ship, there's an interesting element of like just going down with the ship. Yeah. Especially in the sacrifice of, like, this monster cannot reach the shore. And 
Sadie does not actually end up having to do that. She wins and and gets to hope. I mean, we hopefully she gets to go home and yeah. also defeated the monster. To, there's this kind of a two part question. Do you think there's a responsibility to go down with the ship, as either Sadie is a grad student or the crabbers like Captain Graf? Yeah. And do you think you would do that? I think the captain has to. Okay. It's isn't like Tradi- maritime it's law. Traditional, yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not even law. I don't think it's law. Not really law. I don't know. Obviously, gu- it's gui- not law. It's guidelines. I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, the kind of law that like you would be laughed out of a a, a seaport. Yeah. No women on boats. Yeah, no, that kind of thing. No black cats on boats, things like that. Don't take a cat on a boat anyway. Um, what if you have to travel with a cat? A cat wants to see the world? <laughs> this is not the question. Anyway. As a graduate student, which mm-hmm. I have been in my past. Yes. No. Fuck no. I'm not going down. Uh, <laughs> I want to live. I don't want to go to Davy Jones's locker. Like, <laughs> especially... Oh, God. I wouldn't go on a crabbing cruise in the arctic circle okay so then this, none of this experience. would happen to you i might no i would be i would be on a boat i love being on boats yeah. so let's let's take it out of that context i still don't want to sink yeah you know i hear you even if you were like this is for the betterment of the world and there really is no way to get are you saying like i'm infected because then i'm dying anyway what if you couldn't do what cd did what if it was like sink the boat like, I'm Sadie, everyone's dead, it's just me. Everyone's dead, it's just you, and you're like, I, the, like, let's put down the radio is down. It is, like, officially down. You have no way to get out. You'd have to either take, like, take the ship, do the best to get the ship back to shore, which they could do. They were going to do that anyway. They were going to try to sail it back home. Or do you go down the ship? Yeah, I want to go home. <laughs> I do. Fuck the rest of the world. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> There's no you. way to defeat it? I don't know that. We don't know. It, no, because the, the thing that... Oh, I forgot I was going to say this, too. I, I learned really semaphore. Mad. No, I learned semaphore. What is semaphore? It's the flag language. Oh. And then I find a way to communicate it. So I sail the boat <laughs> close enough to a port. I find a way to communicate... aliens, monsters. There's no aliens. They seem like aliens. They're not aliens. They look like aliens. They're a real animal. Okay. I don't think that they like take over people's real bodies, but the flag says real animal. tardigrade. <laughs> Find your tardigrade. Uh, Water bear on board. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then be like, someone help me kill this. I don't want to die. Well, here's what I was going to say is that I did get very frustrated with Sadie and Svet. And the only point in time I was on Steven's side, the whole movie mm. was that he's like, you compromised this like scientific discovery you went down there you opened up the helmet you have no idea what you released into the world so i feel like if i was on this ship i'd be the person being like don't touch it you need to get this into a lab stat here's the if that had happened we'd all be dead why if they had brought it to the university yeah you can quarantine that Somebody would have been like, you pull this out of the ice from potentially 30 years ago. This is going into quarantine immediately. Here's the other thing. Svet would have never let that happen. That's true. That's the, yeah. If, okay, so I'm a grad student more. and I'm also on a boat with a killer Russian spy. I don't have control <laughs> over the situation. Like, I don't get to That's decide fair. what happens. That's fair. 
I mean, good question, but yeah, no, I just, the answer is yeah. no, I want to live. I was so mad at Sadie for just, like, opening things up and being like, I'm just going to get some... She's a bad scientist. Do some scientist on this on this ship where I have no tools or ability to do... Like stuff. Herbert West. She's a bad scientist. We have just been seeing some bad scientists lately. Yeah. I'm critical of... I'm not even a scientist, and I'm like, I know that's not how scientific methods should be, <laughs> like, implemented. You graduated high school. I do know the scientific method, yeah. and the most important thing is having a control group. <laughs> Neither Herbert West nor Sadie give a fuck about that, so I'm going to criticize it. I don't think there's a, a lot more to say about this movie, honestly. I think... It was pretty cut and dry. Kudos to Amalgamated Dynamics for getting this movie made. Yeah. Their practical effects are great. I really hope, great. I hope this movie inspires... More people to do practical effects. More, more practical effects, which I love always. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've talked about this podcast a lot before. Mm-hmm. It's really important to me. Um, hopefully, major studios stop cutting amalgamated effects and replacing them with CGI because mm-hmm. they do good work. It looks better. It does. It looks more uh, real. Real. So kudos to them for making this movie, but it was already made in 1982. <laughs> um, and I'm sorry, but... Ooh. And also don't have stupid pop culture references. And not, not as many characters. Are you, are you ready to uh, drive this boat into the ice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Freeze this... Up forever. <laughs> no more. So let's um, let's get the roulette up. Are you ready to pick next week's movie? I'm super ready. All right. So spin that wheel. And what do we got? The Dead Room. The Dead Room. The Dead Room. So Dead Room is a 2015 movie about a New Zealand farmhouse. Oh. It's got a... Ugh. Kind of lame poster. Anybody interesting in it? Jed Brophy. <laughs> what? Jeff Thomas. Oh, boy. And Laura Peterson. Okay, so... Superstars. Yeah. Not really feeling the burn on this one, but it's okay. We'll get through it. This is an even worse poster. Blech. Scary. Maybe this will actually scare me enough that I uh, have a nightmare, which is my dream. That's your dream for this podcast? <laughs> That's my dream, is to be so scared of something that i actually have a nightmare from it because i watch a lot of these movies and i'm like snore yeah that's what we signed up for i want to be scared that's our podcast i want to be scared me too scare me so let's hope that this is a little bit spooky yeah and uh happy thanksgiving everyone at least here in the u.s it's thanksgiving week i am thankful for horror movies me too (laughs) always (laughs) you know what else i'm thankful for what Wes craven (laughs) Thanks. I can we say that this week? I am thankful for Wes Craven. Yeah, just thank, thank, I'm, thank you, Wes Craven. Thank you, Wes Craven. I'm thankful for you and your movies every day of every year. Yeah. So have a great week with your families, everybody. Be sure to check us out at nowscreaming.com as well as on Facebook at nowscreaming and Twitter at nowscreamingpod. Uh, thanks again, always to Jonas Slika for our music and Anna Campbell for our logo. Be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Please do. Help bring, other people find us. Bring the people. And uh, go eat a lot of food. Yeah. Go enjoy. And take a big turkey nap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. <laughs>